<laughs> and and those some of you guys are going to be kicking me for this number. Uh, like, why didn't you go get a little bit more to finish it out? 2018, I logged 1,299 and one-half miles. Episode 961 of Diz Runs Radio is a quick tip episode. Today's quick tip, long-term effects of heart rate training. Hey guys, so uh, before we dive into today's quick tip episode, I want to take a quick second and uh, remind you that uh, if you haven't got yourself entered into the uh, the giveaway yet for a free training plan for the race of your choice, what are you waiting for? It costs you nothing to get yourself entered, and uh, you might actually get a chance to uh, work with me for free. Although maybe you might you might feel like that's a negative reward, in which case maybe maybe don't register for the giveaway, right? But uh, if if you know maybe the idea of having a coach has been something you've thought about, maybe not something that's, that fits the budget, whatever the case might be, uh, you get a chance if you if you win to uh, you know have me work with you for whatever race you want, whether it's near term, long term, whatever the case might be. Uh, I pick one winner each month, and whenever you're ready to cash it in. You cash it in. And just so we're clear, it's not some half-baked one-size-fits-all plan. Y'all know that have been around for a while. You know where I stand on one-size-fits-all. It's legit the exact same level of care, detail, uh, feedback, whatever you want to call it, all of the above, really, uh, that people get when they pay for a, a single race training plan. So uh, it's it's. I like to think it's, it's worth the price of free. I guess that's up for you to just decide. But to get yourself entered into the drawing, all you got to do is head over to disruns.com slash giveaway or right there at the homepage, disruns.com. You can also get to it right there. You click the button that says click here to enter, bada boom, bada bam. Uh, you enter your name, you enter your email address, and you're good to go. Yes, that puts you on my email list. In case you're wondering, I'm not trying to be sneaky here, trying to be above board uh, at all times. Um, I do like to think, or at least I, I hope, that my emails are actually worth reading. They, they should read more like blog, blog posts than some of those spammy newsletter emails that you might get from you know various organizations and companies and things like that. So hopefully there's something useful in the emails. That's that's the goal each and every time. So uh, you know get yourself entered to, to win a free training plan. Maybe learn a couple things or at least have a couple laughs at my expense in the emails. That's you know maybe that's a win-win. I don't know. You be the judge. Dizruns.com/slash/giveaway if you're so inclined or right there at the homepage of disruns.com. So today, talking uh, talking about myself a little bit today. Everybody's, well, I don't know, everybody's favorite topic is to talk about themselves, right? Not necessarily everybody's favorite topic is to listen to somebody else talk about themselves. But uh, a couple few weeks ago, uh, somebody who had, had found the show recently, her name is Janet, reached out and said, hey, do you have any episodes of your podcast about kind of your long-term experience with heart rate training. And uh, I talk about heart rate training a lot. You, you are probably aware. Uh, but it's been a while since I've really done a, a, any sort of deep dive, any sort of really my progress focused episode. It's been like two and a half years. I did, I did one episode uh, a while back that was like three months of heart rate training. And I did one after a year. But since then, I haven't really, really dug into it. So if you could care less about heart rate training, you're like, dude, Diz, enough. You talk about heart rate training all the bloody time. I don't care. I mean, not saying that you just go ahead and skip the rest of this episode, but you know, that's what we're talking about. If you're somebody who really wants to learn more or likes to hear about, or at least is interested in hearing about it, this episode's for you. Hopefully, Janet, you're listening uh, because uh, you inspired this one for sure. So, uh, so here we go. So, 
you know, when it, a few things, I guess, to kind of set the table, right? Um, when it comes to, so I'm going to use some terms relatively interchangeable today, heart rate training, math training, uh, effort-based training. In general, they're all kind of saying the same thing. Basically, what I'm talking about today is the idea of, of running easy most of the time, mixing in a speed work once in a while, um, and, and how that how the, how I've seen it progress over the years in myself. That's a key there as well because this is talking about myself. This is talking about N equals one. When it comes to heart rate training, effort-based training, whatever you want to call it, I believe it's it's the the maybe the the best way to train long term across the board. Does that mean that I think that my results would be the exact same for everybody? No. Can I see a scenario where it doesn't work for people? Absolutely. Specifically, if the idea of slowing down, maybe running by heart rate, maybe running by RPE zones, whatever, um, if that adds so much stress or at least sucks the joy out of running because you're not running as much, then maybe it's not the right thing for you. Okay? Because it's it's not always fun. I'm not going to pretend like it is. But I've had a lot of progress, seen a lot of progress uh, some of the folks I work with have seen a lot of progress by, by following this type of, of training philosophy, running easy most of the time. And so here's here's where I stand after three and a half years, I think having gotten most of my disclaimers out of out of the way. So again, these are, these are my results, N equals one, take it for what it's worth. But here are some of the types of changes that you might see. If you stick with an effort-based, you know, running easy most of the times type of training philosophy, whether it's hardcore mafetone, whether it's more 80-20, whether it's zones, whatever, the, the details you can kind of work themselves that work themselves out as you go. But run easy most of the time. This is what's worked for me. May or may not see similar results for yourself. So, what what are some of the progress notes I've seen over the last? Now it's been a little over three and a half years. For again, for context, I started hardcore. Mathetone heart rate training, December of 2017. So we're, you know, July 2021 now, three and a half years later, where do we stand? So the last three and a half years, I have been more consistent as a runner than I have ever been, period. Like, and it's not even close, uh, which, which by being consistent, what I mean is I've been basically injury free. Uh, you know, got to knock on wood or something like that right now. I don't want to jinx myself, but I really haven't had anything other than a couple of little minor niggles here and there that, that more or less I was able to just run through, you know, a little bit of tightness here, a little bit of, of you know, plantar fasciitis, a little bit of uh, maybe tendonitis or something like that, but, but nothing that sidelined me, no injury issues. Um, and I also really haven't had any of the issues with burnout that I have definitely had in the past. And I've talked about those several times. Where, you know, like there's been times where it's just like running stops being fun, not looking forward to it, really becomes a chore. And I've had to take some time off. Nothing dramatic for me, thankfully. Always kind of caught it early enough where I've only had to take a couple weeks off, three weeks off, something like that to really get excited about running again. But in the last three and a half years, I've been running more, which we'll get to that in a second, running more than ever before, um, healthy, and not had any real mental burnout fatigue type of issues. If you look back, really the only times off, other than maybe a day off, a random day off here or there, but the only like chunks of time that I've taken off were just post-race 
or leading up to a race, but typically post-race, uh, kind of pain-free plus three types of situations. So a few days, a week, 10 days, whatever, to just kind of work out the kinks after a good hard race and then back at it. So that's that's been, for me, one of the, the biggest pieces is that by by slowing down, by running easy most of the time, I haven't stressed my body as much, which is, I think at least, my, my, my belief, a big part of why I've been injury-free. I just haven't been beating myself up as much by running harder more often than I should. And similarly, that's helped me mentally to avoid that kind of mental fatigue, mental fog, burnout type of situation because none of my runs are, or very few of my runs are that stressful. You know, every once in a while I'll do a workout, do a race, something like that where I just blow it out. But once in a while, hey, no big deal. In fact, some like when I what I found is that actually helps me, like to just kind of blow it out, hammer it, feel a little sore the next day, and be like, oh yeah, all right, we we did something yesterday, and then back at it. So if you if your consistency is something that you're struggling with, maybe not saying get no guarantees, but maybe doing some form of effort based training, at least focusing on that for a while, might help you. Because it, it you maybe don't get as many highs, but you also don't get as many lows. You just kind of keep riding the wave, being consistent. And as far as I'm concerned, when it comes to, to running and, and goals, uh, goals for runners, consistency is is one of the most important things, just being consistent with your training. So that's been something I've noticed over the last three and a half years. I've been more consistent than I ever have, which leads right into the second thing, that uh, second impact, second effect, long-term effect of heart rate training has had for me is just running more more miles, being consistent, not missing any, any, really any time due to injuries or things like that. Um, my mileage has just gone up, up, up each year. So again, not saying that these, these numbers are right, wrong, whatever, that, that you should do it this way. You can expect the same, but my numbers for, for 2018. So I'm not going to look at 2017 cause that was, I did one month of heart rate training in 2017, but 2018 I logged <laughs> and, and those, some of you guys are going to be kicking me for this number. Uh, like, why didn't you go get a little bit more to finish it out? 2018, I logged 1,299 and one half miles in the year 2018. I probably could have squeezed an extra half mile in there somewhere to get to an, an, an even 1300, whatever. I'm cool with, with 1299.5. 2019, Bumped it up uh, almost 300 miles. Got to 1572, 1,572 and a half miles. So a, a nice chunk there. Uh, some might argue too big of a jump from one year to the next. We'll get to that in a second. But I upped my miles by close to 300 miles from 2018 to 2019. 2020, stepped it up even more. And really, you could get some pushback on this one. Uh, last year, 2020, ended up with 2,188 and three quarters. So almost 2,189 miles for the year 2020. This year, so far, you know, six and a half months into the year, uh, I'm on pace for a little more than 2,600 miles. I don't know if I'll get there. I kind of wouldn't mind limiting myself a little bit towards the end of the year. We'll see how some of the, the virtual races, the, the race around the world, if, if we get that taken care of, I might take a little bit of a less run focus for a couple of weeks to get some bike time, some, some yoga time, things like that. But for right now, you know, six months into the year, over 1,300 miles, feeling good, feeling strong. Um, and, and, and again, I put that almost solely, not almost solely, 
a big part of the reason that I've been able to run more miles than ever before, feeling strong, feeling healthy, is that my miles aren't stressful for the most part. I'm running them physiologically easy based on what my heart rate is telling me. And, you know, could I run them faster? Sure. Would I run as many miles if I was running them faster? Can't know for sure, but I would say probably not because they'd be more stressful miles, more likely to have some breakdowns, some physical breakdowns, some burnout issues, uh, things I've dealt with in the past. So, you know, the, the devil's, uh, the devil's, uh, what is it? I want to say the devil's argument and that's not, not the right, whatever, whatever I'm trying to say, y'all know the, 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 the controver- the, the flip side of this situation. You could say that I've increased my mileage just in large part, simply because I've been consistent because I've gone, you know, a little bit more, a little bit more kind of built up gradually over time. And you wouldn't necessarily be wrong. I mean, you, you could make that argument and, and I couldn't tell you that it was wrong. You could also say, I kind of hinted at this before, that I've increased my mileage way too much in a short period of time. You know, I think there's the rule that we've talked before about the 10% rule as far as increasing your mileage week to week, month to month by nothing more than 10%. Again, I'm on record saying I don't believe that hard and fast to be true, but it's it's not a bad guideline. It's something to to keep in mind. You don't want to go too much over that probably. You could, but the, the more you go over that, the more likely you are to increase your risk of injury. I've heard it say that that should be the same type of of rule of thumb year to year. If that's the case, 2018, I ran almost 1,300 miles. This means that 2019, I shouldn't have gone above 1,300 plus 130, so 1,430. Uh, So I went, you know, 130 miles more, 140 miles more than I quote unquote should have in 2019. And I certainly shouldn't have been able to jump up from 1,500 to 2,100, a 600-mile jump from 2019 to 2020 and oh by the way potentially doing another 600 mile jump this year again i don't necessarily believe in that 10 percent rule but i do believe that if i wasn't focused comfortable intentional about keeping my miles mostly easy not pushing myself too much other than a, you know a workout or two per month maybe a race here and there um I struggle to think that I'd be healthy enough, fit enough, able to do this. So if, if you're looking to add more miles to the mix, I think a big key to that is making sure that you run an easy. Again, I'm not saying that you can jump up 500 miles, 600 miles per year. Not saying you should, not saying you can. Just saying, if you're looking to increase your mileage, but have struggled with injuries in the past, potentially slowing down, running easy most of the time might help. It's worked for me. At least it's been a big part of why it's worked for me, I think. So something to think about, something to think about, something that I've experienced. Again, N equals one, all the disclaimers, but something that I've certainly noticed over the last three, three plus years, three and a half years, is that running easy has helped me run more, which not for nothing has helped my easy to get faster. We'll get to that in a minute as well. Also, over the last three and a half years, I've had a slew, I say a slew of marathon PRs. I guess it hasn't been that many because I haven't, run that many marathons, uh, quite honestly. Um, obviously 2020 didn't have a lot of races going on that year. I ran a couple, but I wasn't racing them. We, we might talk about that as we go. Um, haven't really run any races so far this year, 2021. Um, which kind of has me thinking that I, I could have a, a, a big PR if there's a marathon that comes up at some point that I decide to run and, and actually race it to be determined. Nothing really on the calendar just yet. But if we go back to, 2019, 
I, I should have looked this one up. Um, I'm sorry, not 2019. Back to 2018. So the first full year of marathon of, of I'm sorry, of Maffetone training, of heart rate training, right? First year buy-in. Um, I think my, my marathon PR was something like 410-ish, something like that, 414, something like that, uh, 410, 415, some, somewhere in that range was my marathon PR. But I hadn't run a really raced a marathon in a while. And I find myself in Pocatello, Idaho in September of, uh, like Labor Day weekend, September of 2018. And I bring this up because this is maybe the biggest bit of pushback that I get from folks when they, when they think about, or at least they're trying to wrap their head around heart rate training, maffetone training, again, 80, 20 zones, whatever, just based on their effort is that if I'm not running fast, if I'm not pushing myself to get faster, how am I going to run faster races? The, the, the simple answer is that you're going to build your endurance. That's what running easy heart rate training. Again, that's what all of this is, is about is building your aerobic efficiency, building your aerobic base so that yes, you might not be faster per se as your top speed, but we all know that marathons, half marathons, 10 Ks, five Ks, even you're not, you're not all out sprinting in those races. It's about getting to a, a good solid effort and then maintaining it as long as possible. That's the key to running faster. So at the Pocatello Marathon in uh, September of 2018, my first marathon since I started heart rate training, not quite a year into it. Um, I can't remember exactly what I ran. Um, it might've been 430, 435, something like that. So not a PR, not a PR, but I was happy with it. You know, I was happy with it. I, I thought that that was, that was solid. I'll take it. Um, and had a couple more marathons coming up, um, coming up in, in the not too distant future. Um, so the, the, in October, the same year, so a month later, I had two marathons on back-to-back weekends, um, which kind of did that on purpose, kind of not really, but whatever. That's, that's another story for another day. I ran the first one conservatively because I didn't want to, I didn't want to put the second marathon in jeopardy, right? I didn't want to try to hammer the first race and then really be in a bad place, struggling to, to even run, complete the race the following weekend. So I ran the first one comfortably hard, but comfortably being the appropriate word here and ran it. Um, I guess, well, I guess I did write this down in the blog post, my PR at the time. Sorry. I said it was 410, 415. It was like 405. So I ran about 15 minutes slower than my PR at the time. I ran about 420 in that first race in October, a, a 10, 10, 15 minute improvement over the, the marathon the month before. Hey, we'll take that. Right. And the, the key here is that I felt good. I recovered well in between. I didn't run in between those two races in October, but the, the following weekend felt good, recovered good, decided to push it a little bit, ended up running a four Oh four, which was an, another 15 minute improvement over the week before. But more importantly, my first marathon PR in a long time, only a minute PR, but say still PR we will take it. Any PR is a good PR. So, PR'd in a marathon after 10 months of heart rate training. And I don't even know if I had done 10 speed workouts in that 10. I probably didn't even come close to doing 10 speed workouts. So can you get faster by running easy? I did. I think it'll probably work for you as well, but it doesn't end there. So that was October, 2018, January of 2019. 
I had another weekend or another, sorry, back-to-back weekends. This time I decided to up the ante a little bit again, somewhat accidentally, but up the ante a little bit and ran a 50 K on a Saturday, not the next day, Sunday, but the following Sunday. So eight days later ran a road marathon. The 50K, I, I, I ended up with a PR, although, you know, 50K ultra marathon PRs is all kind of wishy-washy, uh, but I ended up with a, finishing just over six hours, still trying to break six hours in the 50K, by by the way, but that's, you know, we'll get there. Um, but just over six hours, which was only my second 50K, but it was like an hour faster than my previous one. Um, so, hey, good solid PR, right? Like, we'll, we'll take that. Didn't push too hard, but I, I, I ran it comfortably hard. And then eight days later, hit the road in uh, a big beach marathon in, in Alabama um, and ended up with a six-minute PR in the marathon and sub four for the first time, 358 and change. At this point, in just over a year into heart rate training, I'm like, daggum. I wish I could say that every race since then has been another PR, continue to move the, the scales in the right direction. I uh, haven't had any PRs in a couple of years. So my last, my last marathon PR was January of 2019, but I don't blame that on heart rate training because since then, again, 2020 was, was a year. Uh, but since then I really only raced one marathon and I was going for it and see, that's, that's the thing. Sometimes if you, if you're going to go for a race, uh, it goes great until it doesn't. I went for it at the Cannonball Marathon in uh, North Carolina in October of 2019 and was going good for 20 miles. And then the last six miles, the wheels came off big time, ended up, I think, at 445, something like that. Um, I was I was hoping for like a 350, um, but the hills got to me. The heat got to me. I might have tried to bite off more than I could chew. Blew up. Again, I don't blame that on heart rate training. I just blame that on, hey, I was aggressive. I went for it. Didn't work. A week after that, I ran another marathon, the Marine Corps Marathon, which was never a goal to PR. That was a goal to take some pictures, have a good time. Uh, it was also a freaking monsoon for the first 18 miles of the race. Um, so that one was another like 445, five-hour marathon, but I was fine with that. Like that one was fine. And then since then, the only races I've ran were the, the Goofy Marathon weekend. Um, I guess the Goofy Challenge. So half marathon, marathon, back-to-back days at Disney World, never, uh, never intending to PR. But the moral of the story is, for me, in my N equals one situation, there's no doubt that I've gotten faster in races by doing heart rate training. All right. Again, could you make the argument that if I was pushing myself more, could I have been faster? Perhaps. I'm not going to say no way. What I am going to say is that that also increases the chance that I could have been injured. Could have had some fatigue issues, some burnout issues. And those things can erase a lot of progress real quickly. So, you know, if, if long-term PRs are, are something that, uh, that I'm working on, working towards Boston, working towards things like that, heart rate training can help. Worked for me. May or may not work for you. I, you know, again, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not making any promises. I'm just saying that in my experience, it's, it's undeniable that I've gotten faster in races, at, le- at least despite doing heart rate training, I would argue as a result of doing heart rate training. And now that I'm, you know, now that it's 2021, two years since, uh, a good hard race, almost two years closing on two years, it'd be two years in October since a good hard race. I'm kind of excited to see what might happen if I do find a fall or winter 
or spring marathon that, uh, that I decide to go after and push it and see what happens. Like wouldn't be shocked. If there's another pretty big PR in my future at some point down the road. Last but not least, my experience with heart rate training, the progress of my math tests. Now, if you're not familiar with math tests, I did an episode on this a while back. I should have gotten a show note, uh, show number for you. If you're curious, let me know. I'll find it for you. I also have it linked up in the show notes today, disruns.com slash 961. But math tests are kind of like uh, a sub-maximal test that you can use to, to, to gauge your progress. So the idea is that you get a small heart rate. I'll just give you the, the Cliff's Notes version here for those that aren't familiar. You get a, a, sh- a small window of heart rate. So for me, it's 138 to 141. How I figured that out, I explained it to other places. I'm happy to answer your questions. But what I do then is I set out to run a, a, the same route approximately every month, keeping my heart rate in that 138 to 141 range. So I got four beats to play with. Then I, I look at my average pace per mile, or I can look at each mile split, however I want to look at it, um, and see, was I able to increase my pace without my heart rate going out, you know, by keeping my heart rate basically in that same small window? And if so, then what I'm doing is working. So I didn't go back and list all of the math tests that I have done over the last three and a half years, but I went back and looked at my first math test, which was in December of 2017. And my, and my average per mile in that math test was 10 minutes and 22 seconds. Not terrible. Honestly, not as slow as I th- remembered it being. So pleasantly surprised there. But my most, me- my most recent math test, I'll do another one probably before the, I will for sure do another one before the end of this month. But as I'm recording this, my most recent one was in June, about a month ago. 8.12 average pace. Two minutes per mile faster. Now, I do have to say that this isn't quite a perfect apples to apples comparison because when I first started my math test, I had a four mile route that I would, that I would run. Now it's only a three mile route. And by far, no matter where you are on the, on the spectrum, no matter how long you've been doing heart rate training, math tone training, whatever, your, your pace slows as you go, as fatigue builds up when you're trying to keep your heart rate in that window. So there's no doubt that if I did a four mile route right now, my fourth mile would be my slowest one, which is going to bring my average down a little bit. That said, I will be fully confident. If you want me to test it, I'll go out and run the, the old math test route. There's no way that my overall average pace for those four miles is going to drop by more than a handful of seconds. So I'm still going to be right about two minutes per mile faster after three and a half years. And oh, by the way, my test in December was in December. Think about what the weather means for Florida in December versus test in June, weather conditions, Florida, June. Again, another reason it's not an apples to apples comparison, but this time, instead of it maybe working against me, it works in favor of maybe even be, there being more progress if this was a straight up apples to apples comparison as far as weather conditions. So take it, take it how you will. See that through whichever lens you want to see it in, but I don't think that there's a lens you can look at and be like, well, damn it, that didn't work for him. The two minutes per mile, pretty good chance that it's worked for me. Again, for me, though, that's that's the thing. And I, I'm not trying to say this to like, what, like I'm so great or whatever. I'm just saying that in my experience, this heart rate training thing, man, it's it's awesome. So will it work for you? I mean, that's, that's the million dollar question. And like I said in the beginning, I... 
have no doubts that some form of effort-based training is the science is rock solid, that it's, that it works where it doesn't work is if it doesn't work with you and kind of your personality, meaning you have to be patient. You've got to be in it for the long haul. You've got to recognize that, that progress is measured in, in months and probably closer to years than it is in days and weeks. Okay. If, if, if you can't if, if you're the type of person that is going to struggle to see progress or to, to not see progress in six, eight, 12 weeks, then you're going to be you, like, as much as I want to say that heart rate training is going to help you. And I do believe it will long-term, but if, if you're not going to stick with it long enough, then it's probably not the right thing for you because it's probably going to make you not like running as much. So there's other ways you can train other things you can do to hopefully still see some progress, hopefully still mitigate your risk of injuries and burnout. And maybe, maybe heart rate training just isn't for you. That's fine. And that's fine. All right. But for those that are, you know, have heard me talk about it a little bit curious on how it's worked for me. It's worked awesome for me. If you want to give it a shot, I would encourage you to do so. If you have questions about how to do so, reach out. I'm happy to answer them. And also stay tuned because in a couple weeks, not next week, because I, I know not everybody's into heart rate training talk all the time. So I try not to, to put too many of these episodes right together. In a couple few weeks, I'm going to do a, an episode on kind of some tips and some tricks and some things that I've learned over the three and a half years that will hopefully make it a little bit easier for those of you who are new or maybe those of you who are frustrated at how easy it is for your heart rate to go up over whatever limits you have set for yourself or whatever guidelines you're trying to stay within. Some ways to, to try to tilt the odds in your favor of keeping that heart rate in check. So that's coming up in a few weeks. Uh, until then, we've got you know Q and A episodes. We got other things coming up over the next couple of few weeks, but we'll get to that one. But Janet, thank you for for giving me the idea to do this episode. Um, I know heart rate training can be frustrating, but man, it's worked out great for me. And like I said, I think I, I'm confident that it can work for just about anybody if you stick with it. So more on that to come. But let's wrap this one up for today since we're already, goodness gracious, over th- over 30 minutes. Didn't see that happening today, but, you know, I start talking about myself and, you know, that's just that's just what happens. So uh, questions, comments, concerns, tell me I'm right, tell me I'm wrong, whatever. Just tell me something. At Dizruns on Twitter, at Dizruns on Instagram. You can also send an email to Dizruns at gmail.com. And, of course, you can head over to the show notes for today, Dizruns.com slash 961. Dizruns.com slash 961. You can, you know, scroll on down, memes, gifs, links, the whole nine. Also, there's that comment section. You can give me your feedback there. And uh, if you do watch this on YouTube, let me know. I, I don't know how many people... I, I don't feel like a lot of people are watching this on YouTube, but if you are, I'd love to hear from you in the comment section there as well. And uh, with that, we'll go ahead and wrap this one up. Once again, if you haven't entered the giveaway yet, do it. Uh, Dizruns.com slash giveaway. You got to be in it to win it. New winner picked in uh, just a couple weeks as this episode comes out the first part of August. Uh, we'll pick a winner. And, uh, you know, if, if slash when you want to work with me, Hey, it's on the house. Happy to do it. Uh, and until then y'all please be well, take good care. Thanks again for listening and, uh, good luck with the, the heart rate training. If that's something you're so inclined with, but, uh, I'm going to keep on keeping on. That's for sure. But anyway, until next time y'all see you. <laughs>